0: This is the black and blue report presented by abc insurance agencies a better choice for insurance now from studio b or wherever the saints or pelicans might be here's sean kelly
1: it's good to be back everybody welcome into the black and blue report i'm sean kelly and greetings from studio b on airline drive today daniel sallerson's been fantastic as your host on monday and tuesday i thank him for that and uh, not only am I happy to be back on the black and blue report, but happy to be home from yet another weird Pelicans road trip that took us through three odd cities over the weekend. But uh, back home now for five straight games. they will take us all the way till the new year. That's outstanding. And it's also good to come home uh, with that win at Philadelphia last night. We'll be talking Pelican basketball today with David Wesley. It is a Wesley Wednesday. And New Orleans is now 10-20 and 20 after taking care of business last night in Philadelphia, winning the final game of that three-game road trip, and a good effort tonight or last night from both the starters and the bench. Anthony Davis carried the starters, and they had 54 points, and the bench had three double-figure scores, and they had 54 points in a pretty balanced attack, and a game that really, you know, got turned on its ear after quarter number one. <laughs> the Pelicans had 15 points on the board at the end of quarter number one, and I thought to myself, boy, this is going to be a disastrous road trip, you know, unable to get a win in any of these three. But then they go out and score 42 in the second quarter and then uh, go on to uh, finish last night. with, uh, By my count, I had 27 assists to four turnovers in the final three quarters last night for the New Orleans Pelicans. And uh, just a simple math would say that they also scored, I think, 93 points in the final three quarters as well. So good finish to the road trip and a nice little launching pad into a homestand that begins tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're going to talk about that game. Uh, tonight with david wesley and we'll uh, get you set for tonight's broadcast before we get out of here on this wednesday as well also today deuce McAllister from the saints radio network the all-time saints great makes an appearance here today to talk about this past weekend's game against arizona what's still left to uh, watch for in these final two weeks of the regular season and to preview this saturday afternoon's matchup with the tampa bay buccaneers all good stuff And two great conversations for you. Without further ado, we'll take a timeout. And when we come back, we'll welcome in Deuce here on the Black and Blue Report.
0: This holiday season, give the gift of New Orleans Pelicans basketball to that special sports fan in your life. The Pelicans Holiday Plan, presented by Domino's, lets you pick four games to stick under the tree. Guarantee great seats to see Anthony Davis and your New Orleans Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA. Packages start as low as $40 and come with a free medium one topping pizza from Domino's. Visit pelicans.com to check another name off that holiday shopping list today. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report.
1: So we've got David and Deuce today on the Black and Blue Report. David Wesley still to come. We'll talk Pelicans with him, but we welcome in one of our favorites, all-time Saints great, and radio color analyst on WWL Radio and the Saints Radio Network, Deuce McAllister. Deuce, first of all, great to have you back. Merry Christmas to you and yours.
2: Uh, no problem at all. Definitely a Merry Christmas to you and uh you know, the family and our, our, our Saints friends out there that, that pull for us and our Pelicans friends as well.
1: Yeah, speaking of the Pelicans, I, I I don't know if people really fully realize how much of a hoop head you are. And uh, your Pelicans got a win last night to wrap up their road trip. I know you were probably paying attention to that.
2: Big, big, big win last night. And, you know, AD uh, another feat. You know, like it's uh, every time he takes the court, it's something else that he's accomplishing, uh, and I think this one was uh, 30 plus points and over 15 rebounds, and his eighth one of the season. Uh, that's more than the NBA, you know, combined. You know, nobody else. Uh, that's the total of this one guy, Anthony Davis, has done in more than the whole NBA combined. I mean, so uh, it's a, it's a phenomenal talent, you know, and he's starting to get help from from other guys, you know, just feeling comfortable and, and getting in their groove. Um, and, and hopefully this team can roll off a couple of victories you know it wouldn't hurt them to be able to go on a couple seven eight um wins in a row you know they need about two or three different spurts like that and uh to get them uh fairly into the playoff conversation
1: look at you deuce McAllister, dual threat today football analyst and basketball analyst i'm impressed
2: <laughs> well i definitely love the game i mean um you know, growing up, that was a game that I always felt like that I could really, really play. But at that time, there were not too many six-one or six-foot point guards. And that's where I was pretty much going to have to play. So I felt like football was going to be the easiest path for me to have some success. But I definitely watched, you know, not only college uh, basketball, but the NBA as well.
1: No doubt. No doubt. Hey, not only are the Pelicans coming off of a win, Saints are too. What were your thoughts uh, following the game for the Saints at Arizona this past weekend?
2: Well, um, you know, for an offense that had struggled, it was really good to see them uh, find their footing. And, you know, Drew Brees be phenomenal as he has, you know, uh, pretty much this whole year uh, outside of really two games, which is probably unfair. I mean, but you look at the body of work that he has been able to put together. It's it's, it's just really been unbelievable. And, you know, you, you, if there's anything to be disappointed about, it was probably the play of the defense in the second half. Now, mind you, they're playing against a pretty good offense, and Carlson Palmer and his crew, you know, David Johnson, et cetera. But um, the defense just really didn't execute uh, the second half like we've Become accustomed of them doing so. Um, Palmer was able to hit some throws on them, and you know I think it was just some mistakes defensively, miscommunications where they they kind of hurt themselves and made that game a little bit closer um, than it should have been. I mean, but when you needed a big turnover, they were able to do so and give it to you, and the offense was able to come away and you know really seal it there at the end. But uh, uh, going on the road is always hard, but they found a way to win, and you know that's the most impressive part about it
1: i tell you what, I, I didn't think we'd see that kind of a number from the Saints offense, especially when I looked at Arizona's defense going in and what they'd done all season long. Deuce, that that was a bit of a shock, I'll admit, on my end.
2: Well, statistically, you're talking about the number one defense in the NFL. I mean, and for them to put right at 500 points and obviously 48 points on the board. You know, I think that speaks and tells you uh, how dynamic the Saints offense can be, you know, and whether it's Tim Hightower or Mark Ingham running the football, when they were able to have some balance and be able to keep those pass rushers just from rushing the passers, they had them on the, on the heels. And, uh, you know, going into it, it was always, could we block that front four? And now that front four still were, was able to get after Drew, but we made him defend the whole field, you know, and that's, you know, uh, vertical as well as horizontal and that's really where the saints were able to exploit them and you know just find some mismatches and they took advantage of them
1: and and after watching a performance like that and knowing what kind of a season cam jordan had how are there no saints put on the pro bowl team for the nfc
2: Well, I think it's just because of the record. I mean, it it can't because of the play, you know, and I think that's fans just looking at, hey, look, this team is pretty good. Let's put this player, let's put this player. I mean, but when you watch it um, closer, I mean, it's a travesty that, you know, Drew is not there. It's a travesty. Cam Jordan is not there. I mean, uh, if, if, if you could show me a better defensive end, playing right now better than cam jordan you know i would have to say man you know this kid is not only affecting the passing game but he's affecting the run game i mean there are plays drives in series where he and nick Fairley are just taking turns with getting in the backfield and so if their record is different then they've got at least four to five guys in the pro bowl
1: yeah unfortunately the, the record isn't different but now two games to go deuce and uh, the, the slimmest of playoff chances are still there, uh, even though some of the players aren't, aren't, aren't keenly aware of it. I read some quotes yesterday that, that uh, made me giggle a little bit. But the bottom line is there's still a, a sliver of something to play for, whether it's a playoff chance or just the want to excuse me finish this season the right way. Take me into the mindset of that locker room right now with two to go.
2: Well, particularly if you're a younger player, you want to go out and prove that you belong on this team. You know, and uh, you can't really look at it as a sense of, well, we're going to make the playoffs if this happens, if this happens. All you can do is control what you can control. You know, an older player, he's playing to prove to, hey, look, coach, bring me back. I can contribute and I can help this team. So you've got really two different dynamics in in, in play here. You know, if I'm an older guy, I don't know if this team is going to bring me back. So I need to be able to show them these next two games that I'm worthy to be able to be brought back and be a part of this team next year. You know, a young guy, you're looking and saying, hey, look, I have improved um, coach, you know, Keep me, keep me here. I want to be a part of it, and 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 so those are the two different dynamics that you're really dealing with, and it's up to the coaches to hey look and say, you know, we don't think the season is over. We still believe that we have enough players to to, to put something special together, even if we start now. Uh, going into next year, we know that this is our core group, and this is a group that we can depend on to go out and play hard and you know be able to execute a game plan
1: week in and week out. Deuce McAllister with us on the Black and Blue Report. Here comes Tampa Bay. You just played these guys, Deuce. It's, it's a strange quirk of the schedule this year that you're going to see a division opponent so close together. And, uh, and and this weekend, you have a chance, I guess, to hang one back on those guys. Is that is that something that players think about, or is that something that we outside of the game think about?
2: If they're not excited to play Tampa Bay, a team that is squarely, in the playoff conversation, then something is wrong. You know, in a team that beat you less than two weeks ago, then something is wrong. You know, you talk about riding the ship and doing some things the right way. Well, now they have that opportunity. And so to go out and correct some mistakes that they made a couple weeks ago, particularly three turnovers and, you know, just some boneheaded decisions, whether it was offensively or defensively, and, you know, putting themselves in negative situations with penalties, they've got a chance to correct a lot of that. You know, and then they would help themselves in other conversations. But it only matters if they win. If they don't go out and win and compete, then it really doesn't matter. So, I mean, they have to be excited to have this opportunity. You know, it's not going to be so much physical. It's going to be a lot of mental stuff. I mean, because I feel like that's where they got beat um, a couple weeks ago. It wasn't in the physical part of the game. It was the mental part of it. And, you know, they have an opportunity to correct that uh, this uh, this Saturday, actually, not Sunday.
1: Why, why do you think it was so, such a mental struggle against Tampa Bay the first time around? Because even more so in that meeting, you had seemingly more to play for at that point, too.
2: Well, I think uh, you know, just just overall young team, you know, and 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 having to go on the road, you're playing a, a pretty good defense, and you know, you have to be able to go out and execute, uh, not 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 just uh, every series, but really every play. And I think there was just too too much lack of focus. And when it was an opportunity to take advantage of it, they did, but they were too late. You know, they were out of it where they couldn't get back into it. So um, they have another opportunity. I think they did an excellent job of keeping him uh, defensively out of the end zone. But, you know, offensively, they, they, they really have to help themselves. And um, I think by being at home, they will definitely do so.
1: Deuce, on the physical side of things with regard to this matchup on Saturday, um, what are some things that the Saints have an advantage to where they can maybe apply a thumb to the pressure point of the Buccaneers? And then what are some warning, uh, what are some warnings that you would have? Watch out for this guy. Be careful with so-and-so.
2: Well, it starts up front. I mean, uh, offensively, it starts up front and limiting, you know, Gerald McCoy and how disruptive he can be. Um, I think uh, inside he surprised us a little bit of how, how strong he was and how quick he was. Um, if we can limit him, then, you know, we can be able to help our tackles a little bit with the linemen. We can help them, you know, being able to chip out. Um, but th- there will be spots in that zone, or there will be spots man-to-man. You know, if you look at it uh, – uh, whether we, we, we deploy double moves, I mean, because they were really biting and fitting on a lot of our routes. So, I mean, I think that there will be some different things that we can show and do to them this time that we didn't necessarily do two weeks ago just because I think they did an outstanding job of just film study and and and, and getting some keys on some things that we like to do. And so hopefully this Saturday it will be a lot different as far as the outcome is concerned.
1: Yeah, very interesting. Hey, before I let you go, Deuce, I want to circle back to something you just spoke of a few moments ago, and that is kind of this uh, dynamic late in the season of guys wanting to prove themselves worthy of staying with the New Orleans Saints. If you don't mind, give me a couple of guys, whether it's offense, defense, or a mix of both, a couple of guys for fans to really watch here in these last two games that could do themselves a lot of good here with regard to the future.
2: Well, you're talking about uh, a, a couple of individuals that, you know, really probably are right there on the bubble. And, uh, you know, any any, any guy that uh, is a healthy stretch, um, that's a guy that you want to look and see, hey, look, you know, he's right there on the bubble making this team next year. So if he gets a shot, you know, let's take it, uh, let, let, let's let say it's a guy like Tommy Lee Lewis. You know, he he is going to be a guy that every year he is fighting for a position. Jake Lampman, you know, he is a guy every year he is going to be fighting for a position. You know, I want to see if Daniel Lasco is healthy. He is another individual that I think there's a role for him, but he has to be healthy. I mean, so you're just talking about three offensive guys right there. You know, you look at uh, Ken Crawley, Devontae Harris. Those are guys that have shown that they can be a part of it. But now, you know, they have a year of growth. How much have they grown, you know, defensively? Uh, Von Bell, he's, he's a second-round pick. You know, we have to see him continue to grow. I think there's been maybe one or two defenses um, that he and the corner hadn't been on the same page. You want to see if they can correct some of those mistakes and, you know, um, Lutz, Will Lutz, our kicker, uh, he's been outstanding the last half of the season. Can he continue to grow on that? And so now you're talking about a kicking situation for the next seven, eight, nine years you don't have to worry about. You know, there was a point where every field goal or every extra point you had to watch and just to make sure that the it, it, it was good. But the last couple of weeks, we haven't had that situation. So, I mean, when you look at it in and, and, and certain instances of that nature, those are some of the guys that you want to either see them to continue to develop and or if they're going to be fighting, you know, just this spring to be able to, to make this roster uh, to be able to come back in that sense.
1: That's good stuff right there. I didn't think about Will Lutz. That's a great point you made about how his season has progressed. Hey Deuce, one last thing. You're coming to the uh, end of your first full season as the radio analyst for the Saints Radio Network. Um, have you had fun with it? And uh, have there been any surprises along the way?
2: Well, it's definitely been fun. I mean, the biggest thing, uh, not only as a former player, but you know, just a fan in general, it's always better when you win more games. I mean, and so you know, that's what you're pulling for because you see how hard, and I know how hard it is to win in that league. But, you know, you see directly uh, the work that those guys put in. And for them to not be able to get the W, you know, week in and week out, that's not only disappointing as a former player, but you're part of it, you know, and you want them to have that success. So uh, definitely, definitely it's been a pleasure, you know, but uh, it's about the production and seeing those guys be able to to, uh, get the fruits of their labor that they've been, been, been putting in over the last six months or so.
1: So you're still living and dying by wins and losses. <laughs> I don't think that will ever leave you, Deuce, will it?
2: Not not, not at all. That, that, that's what it's about.
1: Deuce, have a great broadcast this weekend. And, again, Merry Christmas. I hope you guys have a blessed holiday this, this uh, coming week.
2: No problem. I surely appreciate it. And you have a great, good Christmas as well.
1: Thank you, sir. Deuce McAllister with us here on the Black and Blue Report. What a treat. David Wesley keeps us going on a Wesley Wednesday right after these messages. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high
0: protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte and power on your day. New coffee high protein smoothies, coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King, smoothies with a purpose. Hey, New Orleans, Here we go! the world's biggest party just got even bigger because NBA All-Star 2017 is coming to the Big Easy. You know about the big game on Sunday, but there's a whole weekend of fun. Starting Friday night, come check out the BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge and the Celebrity Game, then the D-League All-Star Game on Saturday. Even watch the best athletes in the world get ready at All-Star practice. Tickets start at just $10. Don't miss out. Visit nbatickets.com now guess what day it is well yeah and it's wesley wednesday on the black and blue report
1: welcome aboard pelican one wesley wednesday on the black and blue report we're switching gears to basketball obviously and david wesley joins us here on wednesday as we as we recorded this into wednesday on the way home from the three-game road trip last night and and yes we've brought you aboard the team plane for our visit tonight we've done this before it's just a, it's just another location on a long list of spectacular venues for wesley wednesday
3: yeah I, I just wish the the people listening could be here to join us you know just be in here see how it all goes down whether it be a hotel lobby or airplane or wherever we find on the phone wherever we find they can actually be there to see what we go through.
1: So glamorous, isn't it?
3: It is. It's a wonderful time, and, you know, our families think we're just having the best of time. And they don't see these times.
1: No, it is late at night, that's for sure. And it's at the end of what I thought was a pretty difficult road trip opponents-wise, logistically in the cities that the Pelicans went to. Man, there's a lot to think about over the last couple of games.
3: Yeah, it, it is. Um, played two really tough Texas teams. Um I thought they just got shot out of the gym against Houston, um, outclassed by San Antonio, and and tonight they battled and and found a way to pretty much have their best quarter of the year or or one of their best quarters of the year to, to, to find a way to beat Philly.
1: I thought tonight's game in Philadelphia was kind of a microcosm of the way I felt about this team we got to the end of the first quarter, they scored 15 points. The team looked terrible. And I thought to myself, this is it. This is this is the, the crashing moment here. And then all of a sudden, they scored 42 in the second, they maintain in the third and the fourth, and get their 10th win of the season. I can't figure them out. Well, my first key tonight was ball movement.
3: In that first quarter, they didn't. In the second quarter, they did which is how they have to play. Another one of my keys was consistency. And this shows how inconsistent this team is. One quarter they look like the worst team in the league, and the next quarter they look like they can't be beat by anybody. And that's why they have to get this consistency of approach to the game, ball movement, attitude, energy. All those things have to get more consistent. Now, the one good news is, They're as healthy as they've been in my five years. They're missing one guy who hadn't been here at all. Yeah, starting on Wednesday night, you're right. Yes, so um, now that everybody's here, the coaches can start getting some type of rotation, and guys can start settling into roles, and hopefully that consistency will slowly climb.
1: Let's go back to a couple of your keys here, because when I look back on at least half of the 10 wins but even most recently against indiana last week and then on tuesday night against philadelphia at least on that on that front there are no more mysteries it's clear as to what that will make this team successful it, it is and the one guy that i think has a
3: a really good grasp is tony i mean uh tim frazier tim frazier he plays up tempo he gets people where they're supposed to be. He shares the ball. He moves it. He's not one of those guys that dribbles the clock until he finds an assist and, okay, now you take it and hopefully you make the shot. So, he, I think he's, he's kind of got it. I think other guys have to get up to speed on that. And even when they're trying to get Anthony Davis the ball, move the basketball first, come back. I mean, there's so many bad shots tonight on, on both sides, but specifically the Pelicans where there were no passes – and just my turn to shoot. Or dribble, 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 and pull up and take a guarded shot. In that second quarter, they moved the ball, they shared the ball, they played up-tempo, and they scored 42 points. Yeah, The game really changed when Tim Frazier came in, didn't it? It changed a a ton, and it it changed specifically because everybody knows that he's going to push, so they run with him. Um, They know that he's going to share the ball, so they get ready for the ball to come to them, and they defended better. When you're scoring baskets, when you're playing well, your energy is better on both ends of the floor. When you're walking the ball, miss shot after miss shot, miss shot. I mean, they started zero for nine from outside of the paint. So that's because everything they were doing was guarded, except for Anthony missed a couple of wide open jump shots. It was just—it was ugly basketball to start. They got it together, and they
1: played better after that. They've won two games here recently, David, where they didn't have to have Anthony Davis score 40 plus points. Is that a good sign?
3: I, I think it is. I think there's something to be said about one the way the bench is playing and the injuries that that made them have to play bigger roles. They came into the season, some guys were starting. And a lot of guys were getting more minutes than they were used to, and I think they've played their way into being a little bit better for this team. They they play with a little more confidence, and they and they can't wait for their chance to to get out there and show what they can do. If they can do it in the within the system, it's better that way. But um, I think it helps the bench who scored fifty plus points again tonight. The Pelicans use the fourth most production from their bench and so that's been a positive in all the the injuries and losing is that now you have a solid bench that guys can come out and either increase the lead or keep a lead
1: pelicans are 10 and 20 after their win in philadelphia they begin a five-game homestand on wednesday night against the oklahoma city thunder that won't be easy second game of back to back but the bottom line is it's the start of a five-game homestand and a 10 and 20 David, do you feel like there's still time to put this together, or is what we'll see over the next five, six games going to be the defining moment of this season?
3: I think so. I think, you know, every team every year talks about protecting home. Well, here's a chance to protect your home. Four and one would be fabulous. Four and one would get them closer to the 500 mark. Um, and, And I think. They have to be within striking distance of 500, somewhere around the All-Star break if they're going to have a chance, and then they got to finish strong, of course. So I think this is a very important part of the season, and I hope they approach each and every game, each and every possession, with that, that
1: determination to go out here and win games. Let me go back to something you mentioned earlier. On Wednesday night when the Pelicans take the floor against the Thunder, as you said, with the exception of Quincy Pondexter, everyone will be available to play that'll be the first time since alvin gentry's taken over as head coach and it dates back even further than that i'm going to be real honest i don't even know what to do with that it, it's it's kind of crazy you know and it,
3: you see a guy like uh, like langston galloway not play tonight because everybody's healthy right. so um that right there is is kind of the problem that you hope to have is have guys ready to play if necessary but not have to use guys 30 minutes when they're normally 20 to 25 minute players so hopefully this will start showing itself over the next couple of weeks the health guys coming to play guys getting back into rhythm like a Dante Cunningham who's been out Tyreek Evans who didn't play tonight again hopefully these guys start getting into rhythm and you can see really for Alvin the first time and for us
1: what kind of team this is. I asked Alvin uh, the other day, David, if if some of this inconsistency has been because of guys coming in and out or guys returning, there's been some rotational upheaval. He squashed that so fast, I was really surprised at the answer. I mean, he emphatically said no. Uh, Are you surprised by that?
3: Uh, You know what? Coaches have to think different. They have to demand – production they have to demand better than you are they have to demand come to play every night regardless who's on the floor so I get that but there has to be something to that because there's so many different rotations there's so many different lineups I mean how many starting lineups have we gone through already how many different players have come and gone Dante was here then he was gone Drew comes back then he's gone for a second um, and, and, I mean, you can go down the line of guys that have been in and out of the lineup. Tyreek in and out. Um, Tyreek on a back-to-back restriction. Those things dictate how you substitute, when you substitute. So, hopefully, now there will be some, I don't know, some normalcy. Yeah. I don't know. I, to a team that, you know, you know... I'm going in for the first eight minutes, and I'm coming out. When I played, that's what it was like. I knew I was going to play the first 12. I was going to be out for four or five, and then I was coming back. I knew that, like clockwork. When the bell, re- when the horn went off, I knew where I, w- I knew who it was for me. I wasn't looking around saying, "Is that you? come to get me?" So, hopefully, these guys can get into that kind of rhythm and know I'm playing this amount of minutes. I think it's helped, but he healed a lot. Knowing that he's going to be out there eight minutes before he gets sub, he knows he has time to work, time to be patient, and it's helped this game just a little bit. Also, being out there with the starters helps too. But um, so maybe that'll come.
1: We'll see. Glad you brought up Buddy. His numbers are really good here of late. I, I want to say they're real. I want to I want to believe in them. They are. You know what? And and I knew, if,
3: I had a feeling it was coming. If you can shoot the ball, you can shoot the ball. You just have to figure out how you get your shots. And I knew that if he can figure out how to get his shots, how to play with his teammates, he would be fine. He's starting to hit open shots. That's huge. You got to hit open shots before you hit guarded shots early. He wasn't hitting open shots. He wasn't hitting anything. So, you know, he would have those streaks where he would play what the, he would hit a bunch of shots and then nothing, which is kind of like a non-shooter would do all of a sudden he gets hot for a minute. So, Now he's starting to get into a rhythm. He's starting to be a a lot more comfortable, and it's good to
1: see him start blossoming. I don't mean to be Debbie Downer here or Doug Downer, I guess, since I'm a guy. (laughs) Well, you've only won one out of three games this year. You're 10 and 20. Um, Those wins are marked at different points in time. But, boy, David, it seems time and time again that the Pelicans have had a win. They followed it up schedule-wise with something really nasty. You beat Indiana last week. You had to go to Houston, who was waiting for you. You beat Philadelphia tonight. Now you got to go home and take care of Russell Westbrook and the Thunder, who's waiting for you tonight in New Orleans. Well, that's the ugly
3: uh, of a schedule. Uh, but the, the if you're going to be a good team, you got to be able to do it. I mean, I don't think other teams, and um, it's not fair to put the Pelicans in the same conversation with the top teams in the league, but – they're doing it. They're playing back to backs. Teams waiting. They're traveling. Teams waiting. They're going different time zones and different states and winning. If you want to be good, you got to get to that level, and you got to stop making excuses. And I'm not saying they are, but you can't have that be an excuse. Um, you know. And again, I think back to when I was playing the lockout year. We were playing back to back to back. There was no excuse on that third game, and there were teams winning all three games. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, they were the better teams, but there were teams that were winning all three games. So, it can be done. It's if you focus and commit yourself to this next
1: game. Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm thinking too of the the caliber of opponent. Russell Westbrook is nasty. <laughs> that guy is unbelievable right now. How do you how do you deal with him? Well, again. My
3: third and final key to the game tonight was attention to detail. Attention to detail. How are we guarding Russell Westbrook? Well, first of all, we got to all get back. It's not just one person guarding him. So when I'm guarding Russell Westbrook, I expect four guys behind me knowing exactly where he is. If Russell Westbrook is in a pick and roll, I need my big high on the other side of that screen ready to receive Russell Westbrook. When those breakdowns happen, he gets in the middle of your defense, and then everybody eats. So, attention to detail is going to be very important tomorrow night in how you guard him. It's no easy assignment, but you do want him going 12 for 30 as opposed to 12 for 15. And the 12 for 30 gives you a chance. The 12 for 15 says not only did he eat, He's letting everybody else eat, and they're having a
1: great time out there. We always talk about food somehow, some way. Hey, one more thing before we uh, wrap up our visit on the plane tonight. Sunday in San Antonio, Tim Duncan, Jersey retirement ceremony. Um, What were your emotions? What did you feel in watching that all unfold on Sunday, having having watched him as a broadcaster but also played against him too? I think for me it takes me back – um, to when he came
3: in the league. And, of course, uh, I want to say I was probably in my fourth or fifth year when he came in. I didn't remember, because we've seen him over the last five years of his career, where he was more grounded. I, I forgot how athletic he really was. I forgot how dominant. You know, when we talk about Anthony and we compare him to, you know, his numbers to, you know, all the great bigs that have played, and most of the time Tim Duncan is in that group. You forget how how dominant he was on the block. And then he could step out and hit that 15-footer, rebound, block shots. I mean, it, it was – those are the emotions when I – because they were showing a lot of highlights of, you know, championships and, you know, back when he came in the league and how young he was. And, I mean, that guy used to run the floor and kill it, just like Anthony does when he was young and – it was, just, it was just impressive to watch. And, I mean, it couldn't happen to a better guy, a, a superstar that allowed his coach to coach him as well as the team, uh, 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 you know, played with unbelievable passion. He wasn't the beat-on-the-chest kind of guy. He wasn't in all the commercials, soft-spoken, just went out there and played ball. And we're talking about he's one of the greatest power forwards to ever play the game, and he never said, I'm one of the greatest. He let us do it. He let his basketball do the talking, and that's refreshing. Was he one of the smartest players you ever played against? He has to be one of the smartest. I mean, the way he knows how to play, I mean, you're not as good as he is and win that many championships. I mean, even when he couldn't shoot free throws, his free throws got better. He passes the ball, he, he sets real screens, not these slip screens. Of course, he slips them when it when the time comes but he sets real screens he plays the basketball above his head and shoulders as much as he does with his feet
1: he is one of the best tip your cap i guess that's all you can do sure i mean he causes a lot of people a lot of pain as well oh yeah i mean
3: i've lost games where he hit a three i've lost games where he's hit free throws at the end of games where oh we'll put him on the line well big time players make big time plays he did it and I mean that 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 Hall of Fame class he's going in I want to be I want to be up there and, and watch that one
1: yeah no that I'd put that class up against almost any almost any I'm sure I'm sure you and I could sit down and go through all the classes and find something that would be comparable but I bet we'd go back a long way to find it sure Not,
3: uh, to, to be in that class uh, too bad Paul Pearson retired last year. He would have been in that class as well. and That would probably be hands down the best. Probably
1: so. Probably so. Merry Christmas to you and the other Wesleys, by the way.
3: Merry Christmas to you and all the other Kellys and
1: all the people listening. Thank you very much. All right. We'll, uh, We'll step off the plane safely and wrap up the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Get you set for tonight's game against the Thunder right after this. Win the night with your New Orleans Pelicans on Wednesday, December 21st at 7 p.m. when the Oklahoma City Thunder come to the Smoothie King Center. See your Pelicans, led by All-Star Anthony Davis, face off against Russell Westbrook in this Western Conference Showdown. The Pelicans Fest game block party tips off the fun at 5.30 with live music, inflatable games for the kids, and more. Tickets start as low as $26. Visit pelicans.com to get your seats today.
0: Hi, Vincent Palumbo here. Terminex is the home of the $650 lifetime termite repair guarantee. Terminex provides termite protection and pest control. Call Terminex for all your pest problems. 834-7330. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of saints fans everywhere try the delicious chunky chicken and sausage gumbo just visit your local supermarket and ask for campbell's chunky soup the hearty way to fuel your game and the official soup of the new orleans saints it's pelicans game day this is the black and blue report
1: So here comes the Thunder at the Smoothie King Center tonight. Russell Westbrook and the Oklahoma City Thunder will take on your New Orleans Pelicans at 7 o'clock tonight. Westbrook and the Thunder have lost three of their last four. They will be without Victor Oladipo tonight. Their starting two guard has a wrist sprain. He's missed the last couple, and uh, as of this morning, he is uh, still unable to go for Oklahoma City. So we'll see how this plays out tonight. This is game two of the season series with the Thunder. The Oklahoma City Thunder won earlier this month up in Oklahoma City against New Orleans, and Russell Westbrook had one of his triple-doubles. He's uh, stacked plenty of those up this season. As a matter of fact, that triple-double he had against the Pelicans earlier this month was in a string of seven straight triple-doubles. Pretty incredible. Great guy to watch in person, too. And there are still some tickets available tonight for the ball game, starting as low as, uh, I think, at $26. So, great way to start off the uh, this week at home, uh, the start of a five-game homestand. It's also a guy's night out tonight. And uh, you can get that uh, information at pelicans.com. And thanks again to our partners at Coors Light for putting together that great ticket package that includes you know, tickets, beers, and collectible pint glasses, too. So uh, it's a real big-time value that I think starts as low as 50 bucks for that entire package. So check that out. There's still time to do so this afternoon at pelicans.com. Uh, the Pelicans' homestand continues on Friday when they take on the Miami Heat and then two days off before resuming the homestand on uh, Monday. We'll broadcast, of course, on the radio tonight starting at 6.30. Daniel Salerson has Pelicans warm-up and then play-by-play beginning at 7. Same goes for Fox Sports New Orleans with their coverage at 6.30 and uh, the ballgame broadcast with Joel Myers, David Wesley, and Jen Hale starting at 7 uh, p.m. too. Okay, so with that, we say thank you to our guests today, Deuce McAllister and David Wesley. Good stuff. Tomorrow, we'll hear from Kenny Albert from the NFL on Fox, and we'll be also talking basketball with Ben Gulliver uh, from Sports Illustrated and SI.com. So a good show today, another one to follow tomorrow. Hope you'll be with us, and thanks again for making us part of your Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct
1: from the source. The Black and Blue Report.